it is really hard to come up here and speak. Well, period. But um, especially after Men's Link, and uh, you get so fired up, and yeah, well, some things really do get fired up and explode and everything, and it's and it's great. And uh, then you get fired up even more. And and I was talking to uh, Ed a few weeks ago. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to speak on the 11th. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. And then I'm like, what in the world did I say yes to? <laughs> and uh, I feel like there's always things that's moving and moving and, you know, in my mind and my spirit and just, and uh, actually, I feel like God started giving me this message when we were in Rochester uh, a few weeks ago and uh, just spoke something to my heart and just said, keep going with it, keep going with it, keep going with it. So... Um, then I want to be obedient and keep going with it. But um, whew, before we even start, I'm just going to pray. God, thank you for this day. And Lord, it is a privilege to speak your word. God, I just felt the heaviness on my shoulders, maybe because of the responsibility of, of speaking your word. God, I don't ever want to even read your word and take it lightly. But God, thank you that I am not alone doing this. So God, I pray that you would speak today. Father, use me as you see fit. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, so um, as this was running through my head and in my spirit and trying to figure out, God, what am I going to speak about? And uh, the last time I spoke, um, I spoke with Bethany, and, uh, which was great because that was the first, well, it was the first time in a long time I've done that. But um, it, was, it was exciting, but it's, it's been the first time being here, I guess, say solo. So God was leading me, and, and we're, we're, I was looking into Hebrews, and I'm like, okay, God, where are we going to go? And then I started off on a therefore, and I've been here long enough to know that you can't start on a therefore, because you've got to find out what it's there for. So as we, we're going to dive into that very soon, but um, let's just start off saying, I like to eat, Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, hey, all right now. Um, at least I can say I got one amen. But anyway, so, but I love, I, I do, and I, I probably like it a little too much, and, but I've always liked to eat. Like, I just, I just did. And, and um, on the slide, you're going to see a couple things of, of different pictures. This is, we're going to do a little game. Uh, if you can figure out what the logo is of the restaurant that it represents, okay? It's simple. All right, so there's a few of them up, so. I'm guessing you can't just tell that one, all right, all right? All right, so but, uh, Tracy's going to the, push the buttons, like, very slow, and we'll see as it, it develops. Yeah, yeah, it's McDonald's. It's the Golden Arches, you know? Um, I, 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 well, I'm not going to stand here complaining about anybody's food. So, But anyway, this is McDonald's. Um, one of the things I remember as growing as a kid that we got to there was like a little caboose in the back of our McDonald's, and that's where they had like all the parties. It was really cool, and it was like the place, there was an indoor play place. It was fantastic. All right, next one. All right. Man, you guys got really good. I'm like, I can't even see that. Yeah, you know, I love some Taco Bell. I really do. It was really bad because like whenever... Whenever I was in a, well, a young adult, so I was probably college age, and there was a Taco Bell not too far from my church. So, you know, I'd just roll in and get like five soft tacos, uh, get uh, 
whatever I can put, I don't even know what they're, like a crunch wrap, or when those came out, it was like gold, because it was like hard shell, soft shell, it was the greatest thing, and I was so excited, probably a little too excited, but I love some Taco Bell, all right, the next one, man, some of you have like evil eyes out there. All right, man, did someone cheat and go through? All right, so, yeah, Wendy's. Now, Wendy, now, I'm trying, like, I'm, I'm having some attachment issues. So, like, whenever Bethany and I were just starting, like, just to be friends and, like, even probably, well, yeah, we were just friends, I promise. But we were, the, the thing is, is that, like, I used to coach basketball. And I would be gone, like, all evenings, like, I mean, while I'm teaching, I had like videos running and making DVDs. So you know what I did? I would always go to Wendy's because you had the 99 cent volume. Like I could get um, two junior che two junior bacon cheeseburgers, um, an order of fry, and a chicken nugget. It was for 4.24. Like I'm telling you, like I knew what it was. I just like pull out my five dollar. Like you don't have to tell me the total because that's what I got, and all in a cup of water because that was free. You know, living on a budget. So it was one of those things like, I love some Wendy's. All right, next one. Man. It, oh, look, see, we got both answers, which is right. It's Hardee's or Carl Jr.'s, depending on where you're from. Now, this, I felt like as I had a little bit more money in my pocket, I was able to go to Hardee's. Now, I had to wait a little bit longer for the food, because it, but the burgers were like, I'm like, yeah, I want a triple one that I can't even get my mouth around. Like, it was, but it was great. It was something that I looked, see, I feel like this is more of a confession message. I'm not sure, but, so, like, there was definitely a, an attachment to Hardee's, because, man, that was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. All right, one more. Close. Yeah. Let me tell you about Ponderosa. I might get a little emotional on Ponderosa. You know, the thing, like, and some of you kids, you may not know what Ponderosa is, but I'm going to explain it to you as best as I can. But it was, it was a buffet, and it was, it was great. Listen, it wasn't just a buffet with, like, salad. Like, I mean, they have... And it was great. And you know what? As my mom uh, was raising my sister and I, she would say, and I, and I confirmed it with her this week because I wanted to make sure I had my story right, but it was her payday. And she would take us out to Ponderosa. And it was, it was a treat. It was a treat for her because she didn't have to try to cook to feed me because I ate a lot of food. Now, when I will say when I went to my dad's house, they would love when I came because there was no leftovers when I was there. Well, Ponderosa, it was almost the same thing. I, I remember, and I was talking to my mom about this, and she's cracking up, and like, she's like, yeah, that was true. This was back when, like, I mean, I would get a plate, and I'd throw some green stuff on it, because I felt like I should probably get some lettuce and, and put some ranch on it or whatever, and that was okay. But then I would go, and I would, and I would get, like, a plate, and I would just fill it with wings. And I would go back, and she's like, 
Michael, I don't know how you ate them, but it was like no meat left on that bone. It was like, one, like it was, I'd go back up. I'd get another one. I'm going back. See, they thought, they're all, this, this, he's a kid, we're going to get our money. You did not get your money off of me. So I went and got another one. Took it. Then I, and I would go back up. And then I would get like a fried chicken breast because I had to get the biggest one that was there. I'd get mashed potatoes, corn, green beans. I thought it was like Thanksgiving. Like I would just cover it all. I would take it back. And this was also at the time where you could get your own drinks. So my sister and I would be like all the time like, okay, I want a little bit of Sprite. Okay, a little bit of Coke. All right, a little bit of orange. And just whatever you get. And it was great. Okay. I was quite full whenever I left. Ponderosa. I know my mom was happy when we left because she knew she didn't have to feed me for the next few hours. And it was like, I, I would get so excited about going there. Okay, I would get so excited because as we've been talking about, I wanted the more. Okay, like the other places I was very limited, you know, but like here, my mom's like, have whatever you want, honey. You know, she wasn't worried about me ordering steak. I mean, I could eat steak, but she wasn't worried about that. It was just you know, you go to the buffet, and then you eat from there. Now, that was one of the things that drew me there was just because I wanted the more. And as we're going to look today, we're going to see what the more that God was promising. All right? So we're looking into Hebrews, and we're going to start at the beginning of chapter 10. So chapter 10 starts off with, it says, The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. So I had to think about this, and I'm going through and trying to figure out, oh, okay, so what's the law? And then my mind just kept going into a lot of different things, and, and I was even up, and I will say, like, I thought, man, last night I'm exhausted, I'm going to sleep through the night. Nope, 2.30, I was up this morning, just wide awake, and then it was like, okay, so God, you're, you still have more to say to me. So the law. All right, and now, Tracy, can you push on to the next slide? So I know that you may not be able to read that, and that's okay. Because I kept, I actually took away a lot of the stuff that was talking about the law. It's a breakdown of the Ten Commandments, and this is all fine within the scriptures, but we have like the laws of worship, the laws of physical purity, the laws concerning business dealings and politics. We have the laws of morality. There was a lot of different laws. And all of these laws came about whenever Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt. They had a lot to talk about. They had a lot to talk about. So these things were established, these different laws, and you can see under each one, whether you can read them or not, there's a lot of different sections under all of those as well. When the, uh, when the Israelites were in um, when they were in Egypt for 430 years. And we know that Pharaoh continually refused to let them go. So these laws were established to help guide God's people. But do people mess up? Absolutely. And people messed up. So when they broke the law, there were consequences. Okay? And we know that whenever you're if we'll say in here, we're talking about breaking the law, I think I'm going to get a workout. To, I know I'm going to get a workout this morning. But when we're talking about breaking the law, 
we're talking about sin. So, if we push the slide and we look at Leviticus, Leviticus talks about what some of the things happened whenever someone broke the law. Whenever sin was entered in, they had to do something about it. So it says if someone brings a burnt offering from the herd, they must offer a male animal. It must not have any flaws. They must bring it to the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then the Lord will accept it. They must place their hand on the head of the burnt offering. Then the Lord will accept it in place of them. In place, it will pay for their sin. So not only do we have a law that talks about the things that, yes, that maybe that you can or that you should and the things that you can't do, but now we have these things called offerings. Now, and I'm looking up some stuff, and I'm, re I'm researching, looking, I'm like, there's a lot of different offerings. Like, you know, I felt like they were just, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're just killing everything and offering, uh, putting it as an offering. But we had the burnt offering, the grain offering, the peace offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering. We had all of these different offerings to get men and women back on track with God. So these offerings covered the sin. But if we look back in the verse, back in verse 1, it says the, the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. So anytime that someone sinned, they had to bring it back, and bring the offering to cover it. Sin. Offering. Sin. Offering. They had to continually offer because it was something, no matter how many times they sacrificed, it was never make them perfect. In verse 2, it says, Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. The sacrifices of animals could never and will never take away the sins of men and women. Do we know that we are limited in this physical world to take care of spiritual business? Do we know that we are limited in the physical world to take care of spiritual business? Now, I'm, Al shared um, yesterday, and he, he shared his story, talk about what, what God was doing and when, how it was moving. And it was interesting hearing it from his point of view because I know that we as a body have been praying for him and praying and praying. But to hear his side of the story, I know that miracles are still happening. As Ed said, I know that the Lazarus is coming back to life. I know that there's things going on, but we are limited in the physical world to take care of spiritual business. I cannot cover my sins. I can't. I can, I can try as much as I want. I can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. But I cannot physically myself fix it. And I have a problem with trying to fix things. 
especially like relationships or interactions with people. I'm sorry. I, how can I fix it? How can I fix it? But we need someone who can completely cover and completely wash out our sins. Verse 5 keeps going. says, Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, here am I. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. The author of Hebrews took these words from King David in Psalm. And we're going to look at that in Psalm 46-8. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. And some translations talk about it's a body that you have prepared. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here am I. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. Do we know that doing the will of God changes things? Doing the will of God changes things. We are limited, but doing the will of God changes things. You know, David knew that burnt sacrifices and offerings... They were limited. It's not what God desired. And Paul, as the writer of Hebrews says, he saw that as well. He knew that Jesus came to this earth and that we are still and that we are still moving today to try to do the perfect will of God. Brothers and sisters, we are limited. We are limited, but our God is not. In verse 8, continuing, it says, first he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire. Nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here am I. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. Now, I know if we read in the word and we hear things, it says that God or that, that Jesus came into this earth not to change the not to, um, he came to fulfill prophecies. He wasn't going to just change laws. And it says that he was setting aside the first to establish the second. So I'm reading more in, fact, in Matthew 5, 17. It says, do, do not think I have come to get rid of what is written in the law so, or in the prophets. I have not come to do this. Instead, I have come to fulfill what is written. Do we know that Jesus stepped up and took his place, becoming the ultimate sacrifice for all mankind. The ultimate sacrifice. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I'm just uh, learning as I was growing is, is realizing that the curtain was torn when Jesus died on the cross to saying there is no more sacrifices. We're not, because he was the ultimate sacrifice. And I see that as Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, completely covering our sins. Completely covering them. Does he know that there's sin in our life? Absolutely. He knows that we have stumbled. We are stumbling. 
and that we're going to stumble. And his sacrifice covers it all. Verse 10 says, And by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Do we know that the one has already come and has done more than we can imagine? Do we know that the one has come and has done more than we can imagine? As even the prayers were for Naz. And I pray, like, I agree with Ed. I pray that Nazareth knows that his sins are covered once and for all. That doesn't mean say, yes, keep sinning, keep doing it. But know that we have a Savior that has paid it all to cover it for us. Verse 11 continues. I'm trying to get to the therefore. I just got to let you know. But I had to go way back. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when the priest, when this priest, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are, who are being made holy. The Levitical priests were, they were never done offering sacrifices. But Jesus' one sacrifice was enough for all. Do we know that our lives can be different because of Jesus' obedience? We didn't do anything, but he did it all, and it changes our lives. And it can be different if we choose to allow it. Verse 15 continues. It says, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts. And I will write them on their minds. Then he adds their sins and lawless acts. I will remember no more. Do you know that we don't have to look under the tablecloth to see if our sin, sin is still there? Like, okay, God, I just want to know, did you really, for, did, did you forgive that? You know that was a big one. I was genuinely apologizing and sincere coming to you, Lord and giving it to you. But I need to see if it's still there. I need to see if you took care of it. But we do not have to look under the tablecloth. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. It is not necessary anymore. Therefore, brothers and sisters, hey, we made it to the therefore. Therefore, verse 19, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. I was really trying to get to this, I promise. 
Do you know that we've been invited? We've been invited. Almost 14 years ago, Bethany and I got married. And I'm still excited. I'm probably more excited now, but I, and I was excited, don't get me wrong, but I was excited then too. But we did all this work creating these invitations to send out to people. Hey, please come. Come, be a part of this. Be a part of our wedding. Please come be a part. Do we know that an invitation has already been created for each one of you? It's been created because you have been invited to the table. Through his word, through this message that's been passed down to us, we have been invited to his table. Sometimes it's kind of hard to understand, but man, God is so good. They put it in multiple languages. They put it in multiple versions because this is the invitation for you. You are not coming to a party, but you're coming into a relationship that you were invited into. It's so much better than a party. And it lasts so much longer, too. So, next slide, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, now we're adding on 20, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. Hey, do you know that the table's been set? Not only are you invited to the table, but let me tell you, we got the good dishes. Okay? We didn't bring the plasticware. We got the good dishes. But you have been invited to the table. Hey, it's canning season, right? We even have it. Listen, I'm telling you, growing up, I thought this is what a glass looked like. Well, we had that and a whole bunch of coffee cups, even though my mom didn't drink coffee. But anyway, like, that's what I thought. Like, okay, but we've been invited. We've been invited. We're getting the, we're getting the napkins. We're not getting the, the uh, paper towels either. We're getting the, like, the linens. Like, we're getting it all. Because we have been invited to the table. I'm telling you, you come to our house too, we get the thick forks. We're not like, it's not going to bend on you. It won't. You can dip ice cream with this. Like we talked about that the other day. I mean, this stuff is it's strong. But we have been invited to the table, and the table has been set before us. You know, and then we're going to keep going. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have the confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, hey, do you know that the king of kings is the host and is seated here?
We have not been invited over for dinner and the host isn't even there yet. The host, the king of kings has invited you to the table. Now I know why Ed snaps. <laughs> Verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for we, or for he who promised is faithful. Do you know that there's a seat for you? We don't just have a table that has been covered all of our sins. That the offering is no more. That the perfect offering was given. And we know that the table has been set. We've been invited. The king of kings, the host, the Lord of hosts is here. And there's a seat for us. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, do you know that there's room at the table for others? not just saying, hey, I'm here, and yes, we're going to have a conversation. But I want you to bring your wife with you. I want you to bring your husband with you. I want you to bring your kids with you. And there's a song, and I was talking to Jesus. Come on over and give it a try. And the one part, it talks about how his kid came in, and it was like, oh, I don't want to interrupt. He's like, nope, you couldn't have come at a better time. We have a world before us that needs this seat. Tracy, can you bring up the next slide? There's a lot. And, and I felt like God just kept moving and talking to me and saying, I'm gonna, you want more? I'm going to give you more than Ponderosa could ever offer you. There's more than a buffet here. And there's more than enough. There's more than enough. He is invited. He has invited us. And I have a couple of things that are going to happen right now. Keith has offered us to play something. And he's from, he's one of the Rochester guys. He's going to come up and he's going to play. But as he's playing, 
going to give you your own invitation. Because I don't want you to forget. I don't want you to forget what God's doing. And on here, it says, step up and take your place. And then we have verses. It starts with a therefore. Because you know, we know the good news. We know the great news. But sometimes we need that reminder. Okay? So, they're going to be passing this out. Uh, Keith is going to be um, praying for us. And just uh, I would encourage you just to worship. Just to worship.